When the last guy who was in this uh, in the Oval Office uh, talked about infrastructure uh, week, it was a joke. And the president passed a pretty important piece of legislation in a bipartisan way because of his wisdom, because of his experience. And now we have uh, infrastructure decade. Ah, his wisdom, his experience. And now we have infrastructure decade. Although no one can point to an actual infrastructure program anywhere in the country. But pay no attention to that. It's not as though Democrats are held to any standard by the fourth estate. You know, the watchdogs, the, uh, well, the lapdogs, the bootleg dogs, the, the dogs of the news media. That was cringe, of course. And uh, she was reading that, wasn't she? She has to read everything. She's not very good off the cuff. Not by any stretch. It's uh, mailbag day, and I want to get to our uh, mailbag questions, which I have right in front of me in both of my hands right now. And I actually just looked at them during the, uh, the commercial break, the news break. So let's, uh, before we uh, jump into the, the mailbag questions from the from the sheet, from our uh, wonderful listeners that, that sent in the questions. Let me, uh, let me go to the phones first because we have a mailbag question on the phone on, on, you know, called in here. Let's go to Al calling from Woodbridge, Virginia. Al, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hey. Hey, Al. Been listening for years. Glad to hear that. Welcome. Okay. Hey, put things into perspective. I'm a 45-year retired military officer and government civilian, so I'll try not to sound too parochial. But my question is this. During the last... Our governor said he would get exempted from Virginia state income taxes. And I would ask... Anything since. I would ask that the next time you interview him, if you would ask him if he did that, and if not, why not? I, I, as I said, I haven't heard anything more about this since the election, and I just wonder, and I hope it's not another example of broken promises, uh, misinformation. I would hate to say lies, but, uh, you know, I remember a couple of years ago there was an election where both governor, gubernatorial candidates promised to abolish the car tax. Well, you know, look what happened to that. Uh, but then I digress. Uh, Hey, thanks for your time, buddy. Yeah, you bet. Yeah, now your phone skipped out a little bit there, but I'm pretty sure I know what you're uh, what you're asking. You asked that uh, Governor Glenn Youngkin when he was running uh, for the governor's mansion said that he was interested in passing a, uh, I guess, a state income tax exemption for military veterans. Now, Al, I don't know if you're uh, still there, um, but I believe that was your question that Youngkin was promising a state income tax exemption for military veterans. Is that correct? Uh, I'll tell you what, I can't quote the exact verbiage because I got it secondhand through news reports and other things. But uh, basically, I would say yes. All right. Well, you're wise to not uh, take uh, what you hear in the news media uh, as though it's coming from the burning bush because, you know, I I think you probably picked up on this. They don't tell the truth uh, very, very often. Uh, Isn't that true? I think that's right. Um, now, I just did uh, just doing a, a quick thing here from September of last year. Governor Glenn Youngkin ceremonially signs Veterans Tax Cut 
legislation. And uh, out of Richmond, Virginia, uh, Governor Glenn Youngkin ceremonially, I don't know why they need that word, signed a uh, 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 two day one game plan bills reducing state income taxes for Virginia's military and veterans community. Uh, and that was Senate Bill 528. Uh, and it was uh, patroned by a state senator, Bryce Reeves uh, of Spotsylvania. Now, what happened to that? I don't know uh, exactly. I, it looks like it was passed, uh, but you know how complicated tax code can be. So it was championed by some uh, Republicans and not by Democrats because they're not on our side, right? But the state yeah, income I- tax, the state income tax deduction for military retirement income for veterans age 55 and older at a, uh, a phased-in rate of $10,000 in uh, taxable year 2022 and $20,000 in 2023, $30,000 in taxable income 2024, and $40,000 by 2025. So, Al, it looks like he did pass a bill uh, that does give at least some tax relief to military veterans. Well, I'll tell you what, I ain't seen it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you might you, you might have to specifically apply for the deduction or something. I I'm not a tax attorney, so I don't want to go much farther than that. But I would uh, I you know I'd seek some expert advice on that, and I wouldn't qualify as expert advice on tax matters in the Commonwealth of Virginia. I can tell you that much. But I, I but I let me say this, Al, because we were talking about it. Uh, Michael Piercy and I were a couple of minutes ago. You know, Florida, the state of Florida, has no state income tax, no state income tax at all. There are other states across the country. I don't want to try to tick them off, but I think Wyoming has no state income tax. I think I'd have to check on that, but I think that's right. And there are other states that have no state income tax, right? And they get their, they raise their tax revenue through sales and other things and, you know, maybe corporate taxes, but no individual state income tax. And I got to tell you, the state of Virginia, a lot of veterans, a lot of military, uh, state of Virginia all over the place. It would be a great idea to have a state where if you're a military veteran, maybe you have some requirement at least five years in the military or something like that, and no state income tax for the rest of your life, like living in Florida where there is no state income tax, uh, even if you didn't serve in the military. And I'm going to throw this in too. You're a police officer, or if you're a retired police officer, uh, Commonwealth of Virginia, no state income tax for retired police officers or for uh, still active police officers, I think, or law enforcement, federal as well. I think that'd be a pretty cool thing, and it'd uh, probably make your safe a, your state a, a safer place and a better place. So, uh, very interesting. Uh, I saw you on the big board there, there, Al, and I wanted to, I wanted to get to you there. Now, let me, let me, since you started our mailbag off, Al, let me get into the mailbag questions that that uh, have been collected for today by Kevin. And I have them in front of me. Here they are now. Now, let me begin with uh, Cheryl Ann. Cheryl Ann says, good morning, Chris. I like that. Very cheerful mailbag uh, opening. My question is about the White House staff. After the strange cocaine situation at the White House, you know, while Hunter Biden was upstairs, but, but pay no attention to any of that. Uh, after the strange cocaine situation, Cheryl Ann says, at the White House, that is surprisingly unresolved. Does any of the staff remain no matter who the president is? 
example, grounds, laundry, cleaning, etc. And uh, the answer is yes. The answer is yes. There is a there is a, a, a good number of the White House staff people that are employees of the federal government and, and not hired by each administration. There are employees of the Park Service that uh, work at the White House. There are employees of different departments. Um, but I did a quick uh, lookup for you and a an article in the left-wing rag Vanity Fair going back to 2016 has a, a story. The permanent White House staff is understandably about on edge about the 2016 presidential race because, you know, they really wanted Hillary. That's They're, they're on edge because Trump might win, and that's the story there. But in any event, they did go into the, uh, they did go into the, into the details and answer your question. Nearly a hundred permanent residence staffers who work in the White House, um, whoever the uh, voters choose in November, will become more than the staffers. Uh, uh, the uh, president, he or she, will uh, be the new boss. The butlers, maids, cooks, plumbers, engineers, and florists who work in the White House, have been here before, of course. Um, Every four years, actually, they stay on. Residence staffers are devoted to the institution of the presidency and stay on from one administration to another, regardless of their political party. Now, that's true, and and there there are a lot of people who are permanent um, employees of the White House and the federal government, and other departments and agencies that work at the White House, but not for the administration. There are military personnel that stay on from one administration to the next. Worthington White, they noted, who was a a White House usher from 1980 to 2012. Now, in 1980, Jimmy Carter was there. In 2012, um, Barack Obama was there, of course. And uh, he says, I was an independent Republicrat, he says. I would uh, say that I voted for the president no matter who it was. <laughs> sure, I voted for you. Yeah, I voted for you. But there are, uh, yeah, there are White House staffers that, that are not political appointees that uh, stay there for the maintenance and the operation of the White House, the, the physical plant, um, the institution, and uh, also people that work at the Treasury Department, uh, also inside the fence line of the White House compound, and at the now Eisenhower Executive Office Building, there are permanent staffers there that will stay on from one administration to the next as well. Now, Miriam Shepard O'Mahony, a nice Irish name, asked the question, what was your favorite restaurant in Adams Morgan? That's a neighborhood in Washington, D.C., where I lived for seven years what was your favorite restaurant in Adams Morgan when you lived there? I lived there for 13 years. I lived there for seven years. And uh, truth is, my hangout, I had a permanent bar stool there and a table that should have had a name plaque with my name on it. And it was uh, kind of a fun, I don't want to say a dive bar, but it was a little bit of a dive bar, a pizza place called Million Al's. And I kind of lived at Million Al's and I knew all the Netta and Runka and Johnny and you know, uh, the Shapiro family owned the place and uh, Al Shapiro and, and Millie, Millie Shapiro, million else, as you might imagine, their son, Johnny, uh, who was uh, a very proud Vietnam Marine combat veteran uh, and uh, the Icelandic waitresses, uh, Netta and Runka, 
uh, who I haven't seen in a long time, but they were great. And uh, yeah, Million Owls was my place. It was, most people would say, Million Owls? And I'd say, yeah, Million Owls. Pizza with uh, pepperoncinis thrown on the top because it's fun. And, um, and that's how I was still drinking ice cold bottles of Bud Light back then. Unfortunately, that Harvard grad ruined all that, didn't she? Now, there are a lot of other places there, uh, Miriam. Of course, uh, you know, trios where my best girl and I would go late at night after everything was closed to get a steak and cheese, you know, at 3 o'clock in the morning and stuff. Trios was right there. And there were other places, Madam's Organ. The neighborhood is Adams Morgan, named for two schools, uh, the Adams School and the Morgan School uh, way back when. But Madam's Organ was a little play on the name of the neighborhood, Adams Morgan. And the Coyote Cafe had a great rooftop uh, place with uh, pork chops. Mmm, they had a really good pork chop my best girl loved. That was great. Um, and there you know, there are some other places, but those are those are the places. So then I was a million hours person. Used to hang out there with cops, you know, late at night, past closing time. Oops, at, accidentally one night a gun went off, uh, <laughs> shot into the ceiling of uh, million hours, but, uh, but that's not important now. Next question from James Wyrick. From James Wyrick. And um, I note that, uh, that it's the same spelling as the great conservative activist Paul Wyrick, who was one of the founders of the Heritage Foundation and, and so on. And I, I knew Paul Wyrick. And, and James, I apologize if we've met, if you're a member of the, of the Paul Wyrick family, uh, we've probably met uh, the late, great Paul Wyrick. But uh, James Wyrick asks... What are the chances the 2019 Chinese virus, also known as the Wuhan Red Death, was a completely premeditated scheme to rig the 2020 presidential election? If not, what are the odds it was just an accident? Well, that's kind of complicated, isn't it? I, I think a scheme, you know, the Washington Post said the other day there are more than 7 million deaths worldwide attributed to the Wuhan Red Death. And the Post said, but the real number could be two or three times that 7 million, so 14 million or 21 million. I think it's very unlikely that it was a deliberate effort to tamper with our 2020 election. Our intelligence community tampered with our 2016 uh, presidential election, and uh, the FBI tampered with our 2016 uh, president and uh, and the uh, part and the 2020 presidential election they tempered the Chinese I think they're commies they were playing with germ warfare and what are the odds it was just an accident right now uh, uh, there is no proof or even good evidence to suggest that it was deliberately released uh, but certainly it came from the Wuhan Institute of Virology and Anthony Fauci helped I have more mailbag questions uh, still coming up. You know, President Biden's plan to introduce the digital dollar is already underway nefariously, and it's very important to understand the potential consequences because notwithstanding what they're telling us, this is not in our best interest by any stretch. And time is of the essence. So taking action now is a really great idea to protect yourself and your your savings, your retirement. You can protect your savings from the risks of the digital dollar by diversifying with gold and silver IRAs. Call the experts at American Alternative Assets to get started. Call them at 888-4-GOLD-20, 888-446-5320. 
They'll give you all the guidance you need on safeguarding your retirement savings. Say no to Joe Biden's digital dollar scheme. Call 888-4-GOLD-20, 888-446-5320. Individual results may vary. There is no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results. Seek your own legal tax investment and financial advice before opening an account. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, more mailbag questions. One is, uh, we got a Barack Obama moment here I want to share with you. And uh, Global Warming and Burning Man. Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Book by this July 31st for extra savings. Visit chrisplantcruise.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. I uh, I have I have a correction I have to make. It's uh, the uh, the boss at the radio station came into the studio and uh, has a uh, so from a listener. I was talking earlier about uh, Prince. I was Wednesday because it's Hump Day and the Clinton household and everything. And and I said and Wednesday uh, Prince Spaghetti Day. It's Prince Spaghetti Day. I said in the what I say in the south end of Philadelphia. Um, and I couldn't have been more wrong. I couldn't have been more misguided. I feel terrible. It's the it's actually the north end of Boston. North end of Boston, Prince Spaghetti Day is Wednesday. And I feel terrible. I, it's just been so long. That, Today uh, is Wednesday. And as every family in the north end of Boston will tell you, see? Wednesday is Prince Spaghetti Day. It's Prince Spaghetti Day, see? And, and uh, I can't believe I was so wrong. I, I'm, I'm ashamed. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I, I try not to make errors, and, and that is a glaring error, and I, I apologize. I'm kind of hungry for some pasta now, too, because I just watched the TV commercial right there on Al Gore's Amazing Internet. Hey, I still have uh, three mailbag questions, so please, I hope you'll accept my apologies and forgive me. But I have three more mailbag uh, questions still coming up, and they're humdingers, too. They're hum- Can you say humdingers on the radio? Is that okay? Because they got humdingers coming up. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. uh, I have, uh, (laughs) I still have too much stuff. But I need to, it's it's the, uh, it's mailbag day. So let's get to mailbag, mailbag day. And uh, fun questions. Million Owls, I got to talk about Million Owls. Sadly, Million Owls is no longer there on 18th Street in Adams Morgan. Um, but uh, let's get back to this. Because David, David asks, do you think that Libs will blame global warming for the Burning Man massive mud disaster? Uh, and Michael and I were talking about this uh, uh, earlier, and we laughed. We laughed out loud. And, uh, and uh, Michael said, done. And I wrote done next to it. 
Oh, uh, David, they've already blamed. Do you, do you think they're uh, going to, or will they? They already have. And when I say the libs, the news media is all completely crazy about it. All right. The, uh, here's a headline from Quartz. Burning Man is getting washed out by climate change. There's uh, right there in the headline. Don't even have to go into the body of this story. The Washington Post. Why Burning Man's flooding, comma, exodus delay is a lesson in extreme weather. And then they go in to explain that it's all climate change and global warming and it's your fault and it's the secular apocalypse and they're going to save us from it by stripping us of all of our uh, earthly possessions and our rights and our freedoms because the left is coming for your rights. By the way, we have the left is coming for your rights at the Chris Plant store as well. Um, You know, because that's a very important saying and true. Grist, Burning Man's climate reckoning has begun. Sure, that's what's going on. That's uh, that's the, uh, the thing in all the extreme weather. ABC fake news. Not burning, drowning. Why outdoor festivals like Burning Man are reeling from extreme weather. It rained. It's the desert. The desert doesn't absorb rain very well. That's the thing. Yahoo News. Climate change could be Burning Man's ultimate undoing. Just great stuff. And Wired. Climate change has finally come for Burning Man. So they're already there. And then, of course, we had the uh, dimwits. The dimwits at uh, The View. Joyless Behar. Joyless Behar was a 10. Listen to this one, uh, David, because she combines Burning Man, climate change, global warming, and blaming Trump for rain in Nevada uh, in August. Uh, It's Trump's fault. It's climate change. And they really need brain scans. They need help. Here's Joyless Behar. This is one of the many tragedies this this summer uh, due to climate change. This yeah, is another so one of those. They the better Maui deal with this. This is the this is the well, one number one existential problem in this. They, it yeah, rained now. three months worth over and, 24 hours. But when I hear Republicans say, "Oh, it's not man-made. It's not about fossil fuels," you know, when Trump was president, all of that went up. The fossil fuel yes, usage went up. And the regulations went the down. Planet. Please don't vote for him. I'm begging you. Get him out of here. He's so dangerous. The uh, grotesque Joyless Behar, of course, travels in a very large black SUV with a chauffeur driving and flies private. And then she says things like that because her brain is no good. Her brain is no good at all. It's not a good brain. It's a bad brain. Uh, pretty amazing stuff. Now, uh, Rue 57, Rue 57, R-O-O 57, asks, do you have security protection? I worry because the left can't handle the truth. It's true they can't handle the truth. They uh, they can't. I, um, I have uh, drones overhead and uh, satellite coverage from the uh, National Security Agency, and then the drones have... Um, uh, you know, air-to-ground rockets that uh, we use. Uh, the uh, no, I, I uh, no, I don't. No, I don't have uh, security. I other than what I provide myself, but that's a secret. I can't tell. Um, but the uh, do you have uh, security protection? No, I don't. It's true. The left can't handle the truth. But uh, you know what? What can I do? 
Uh, so that's all I do is uh, I just uh, look out for myself and my best girl. She's you know pretty badass too. She's she's pretty rough, and uh, she can take care of it. But no, I don't. It's true the left can't handle the truth. But here's there's this funny thing. I live in Washington D.C. and where I live is about ninety nine percent left wing dimwit, right? And so I walk through like I'm invisible. Um, completely, there are some places in Virginia and things where I'll be recognized, and, and it happens sometimes in my neighborhood. It, it's funny, at the grocery store line, every now and then I'll be talking to the nice checkout lady, and somebody in line will say, are you Chris Plant? Because they hear my voice, and they can it's voice recognition programming, and they can hear my voice. But uh, I'm very anonymous where I live in Washington, D.C., because leftists don't listen to anything other than taxpayer-funded socialists, NPR propaganda, and they watch MSDNC and, uh, and CNN. And that's it. And that's their media universe. So I'm, I'm invisible. I'm like, uh, you know, like a little big man. I just walk through like I'm invisible. I'm invisible. I'm invisible. And truth be told, you know, most people are crazy online and, uh, and when they're anonymous and stuff. But when you meet people in person, and I'm a very, very charming person, an extremely, unusually charming person. And when, uh, you know, when you, to know me is to love me. And when lefties, when I meet lefties, uh, generally speaking, you know, you can shake off the crazy pretty quickly. That's, that's my experience. That's honestly my experience. All right, now, let's see, where are we? We have, uh, we have and, I, and I drive very aggressively. Just kidding. That's got nothing to do with anything. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, I, I like to keep my eyes peeled, which sounds painful, but it's not. Uh, Alan, Alan asks, Alan asks, uh, this, is, uh, this is great. Uh, and this is our last and final uh, mailbag question today as well. Alan asks, you're out of town for Obama's birthday, and you never played his birthday song, I sorely missed it. I sorely missed it. Now, it's true. Um, uh, August 4th was Barack Hussein Obama's birthday. He was born August 4th of 1961, 1961 A.D., in the year of our Lord. And, um, and we have historically played the Barack Obama birthday song when he came along and was running for president. We, we found the official Barack Obama birthday song. And now he, he just uh, turned on August 4th. He turned 62 years old, 62 years old. Uh, 1961. That's I'm doing the math right, aren't I? Think right, and uh, yeah, 62 years old, August 4th, 1962. And we do have, we love our Barack Obama birthday song, and so Alan, since you asked and since you mentioned it, uh, we whipped it out. We whipped out the, uh, the. Uh, excuse me, while I whipped this out. This is we whipped out the the official. Uh, maybe it's the official, unofficial Barack Obama birthday song that we have played every year to celebrate the birthday of Barack Obama. Happy birthday to you, happy birthday. It's the most beautiful sound he's ever heard. Happy other than the call to prayer at mosques. It's a great song to dance to also. You can dance to, and you can clap your hands to it. It's very clappable. Happy birthday to Barack Obama.
Happy birthday! See? Barack Obama understands all of this. He knows. See? It becomes more traditional as we go. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Where are the white women at? <laughs> I didn't remember the Cleavon Little uh, at the end there. That's uh, that's a special addition to the traditional song uh, for uh, for Barack Obama's birthday. So that's today's mailbag, and um, and thank you for those contributions. And Alan with the birthday song that is uh, that is very good. The official unofficial Barack Obama birthday song. Now uh, we all know that uh, the. Uh, Vladimir Putin in Russia, who's a communist, and Xi Jinping in Beijing, who's a communist, and Kim Jong-un in Pyongyang, who's a communist, that they're all getting together and they're ganging up on the United States of America, and they're getting help from Iran. Now, Iran gets most of its help from Barack Obama, with uh, John Boltneck uh, Kerry giving them the green light, and Barack Obama giving them the green light, and Joe Biden giving them the green light to spin centrifuges and enrich uranium and uh, to advance their ballistic missile programs uh, where they write death to the great Satan on the nose cones of their ballistic missiles. We, the United States, are the great Satan, um, and not them, but us. And, um, and then, you know, death to the, uh, the Jews, you know, because they plan on wiping out Israel with their nuclear weapons and, and all that stuff. So uh, we've got that, uh, we've got that going We've got that going for us. Um, great stuff. I'm getting, I don't know what that means. I'm getting a message here. Humility, not your strong suit. Humility, not, not my strong suit. Come on. I'm, uh, I'm incredibly humble and modest. Of course. Especially given how amazing I am. See, that's the, that's the punchline. It's uh, faux immodesty is uh, what's going on there. Yeah, but the commies are ganging up on us, and, and the North Koreans are now uh, going to provide a supply chain of munitions to Russia so they can kill Ukrainians because that's what communists do. Communists murder people. They kill people by the millions, right? Whether it's with the Wuhan Red Death, which official count more than $7 million. Washington Post says that they have experts, you know, their experts tell them it could be two or three times that number, 21 million people dead from the Wuhan Red Death, at least uh, attributed. But, uh, you know, our news media and our medical chieftains and all that. Not, not, so, uh, not so truthful. These are not uh, truthful people, are they? No, that's uh, not what we depend on them for, anything of the kind. Just, uh, just crazy. Crazy man, crazy. You know, w- wait a minute, I'm looking because we just played the Joy Behar on The View uh, saying that Burning Man um, was caused by global warming and climate change and also uh, it's Trump's fault that it rained uh, in Nevada in August. It's Trump's fault because, you know, energy independence, and you don't want that. Um, by the way, I, I should mention, because I, I look this stuff up, it's what I do. Uh, I went to the Environmental Protection Agency's website, the EPA's website, U.S. government agency, so Democrats have to believe it, like it's coming from the burning bush. 
And it's uh, kind of amazing. They have a page on climate change and greenhouse gases, right? Climate change indicators, colon. They love their colons, even at the EPA. U.S. greenhouse gas emissions. And if you, uh, you know, uh, waste your time reading through all this, as I did, uh, they updated it in July of 2022. And what they found, the Environmental Protection Agency, is that the United States of America, we in the United States, we have reduced our CO2 output. And that's the, the source of all evil in the world is CO2, right? And that's what Joyless Behar, the moron, is talking about and all that stuff. In 2020, U.S. greenhouse gas emissions uh, totaled 5.981 uh, million metric tons and uh, the uh, of uh, carbon dioxide equivalents, they count equivalents to. Uh, this total represents a 7% decrease, decrease, 7% decrease in CO2 output since 1990 uh, and a 20% decrease since 2005. The amount of CO2 that we were uh, putting out into the atmosphere in 2005 has been reduced by 20%. We, the United States of America, have decreased our CO2 output by 20% since 2005, according to the official Joe Biden EPA website. Right? Now, also, uh, the Institute of, uh, 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 for Energy Research, since 2005, the U.S. has had the largest decline in carbon dioxide emissions globally. Now, that should make us the hero of the story, right? That would make us the coolest, bestest, most environmentally friendly. Of course, the Democrats are killing whales like their uh, crazed Japanese whalers um, uh, off of the east coast of the United States to put windmills up because, you know, they're killing whales for clean air. That's their environmental axle around which they have twisted themselves. So since 2005, the IER, the uh, Institute for Energy Research, since 2005, the U.S. has had the largest decline in carbon dioxide emissions globally. This is an October 27, 2021 paper by them. So we should be the heroes of the story. But instead, because the left is here, we're the villains. And Joy Behar blames the United States and climate change and SUVs and Donald Trump for rain in Nevada in August, which made a bunch of smelly, dirty, drug-addled hippies uh, filthy with mud, which actually might be cleaner than their natural state. Michael was telling me, he was reading a tweet earlier, people in San Francisco celebrating, celebrating that... Um, uh, uh, Burning Man was going on because they said San Francisco is much nicer during Burning Man because a whole bunch of the insane people in San Francisco leave and go to get filthy in the desert in Nevada for Burning Man and that cleans up the city of San Francisco almost automatically which is kind of fun don't you think don't you think we should get an environmental award as a country for reducing our CO2 output by 20% and having the largest decline in carbon dioxide emissions globally? Shouldn't we be the hero of this story? The left, you see, also known as the Democrats.
Now, we were just talking about how they blame President Trump for the rain and they blame uh, and climate change if it rains anywhere and they're a bunch of stupid drug-addled hippies are sliding around in the mud in Nevada and, and it's uh, your fault, right? And Joy Behar blames President Trump. And, and then the mayor of Philadelphia, you know, the police commissioner in Philadelphia has resigned during a crime wave. They're in the middle of a crime wave and the police commissioner... Uh, a woman of color in in uh, Philadelphia has resigned. And the mayor, who's a left-wing Democrat lunatic named Jim Kenney, came out to talk about the police commissioner resigning. Yeah, I w- wish her well. She did a terrific job and, uh, no. in very difficult times. Yes. Unprecedented difficult times of uh-huh. pandemic, of civil unrest, of Donald Trump for four years. Um, she did a great job, and uh, she made a lot of good changes. And- the crime wave is all Democrats. The civil unrest is all Democrats. Mobbing, you're looting your city, attacking the police, attacking businesses. She did a terrible job, unless you think uh, skyrocketing crime rates uh, constitute doing a great job. And Donald Trump was president for four years. Yeah, is that right? Um, yeah, January 6th. Was that in Philadelphia? Because I don't know. Also, Joe Biden and Antony Blinken. They uh, Blinken is in Ukraine right now. People keep saying Kiev, but it's pronounced Kiev. And uh, they're giving M1 tanks, our top-of-the-line battle tanks, to Ukraine. And now we've learned with depleted uranium munitions to kill Russian tanks, depleted uranium munitions, which, uh, you know, the uh, uh, coalition against uh, depleted uranium munitions is coming out angrily against them. And so a cluster bomb Joe is now giving them depleted uranium munitions to kill Russian tanks in Ukraine. All of this is fine because it's good to be a Democrat. But the weather is Trump's fault. Rain in Nevada is Trump's fault. Democrats. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.